Welcome to the Horizon Church Podcast. God is doing incredible things in Tampa. Learn more about us at horizontampabay.com. We hope you find today's message inspiring and encouraging. Let's dive in. Will you pray with me? God, we just pray right now that this will be our prayer in the coming days, that we trust you to be our peace, that we trust you to be our strength, that we trust you. As we move into worship, God, we just offer ourselves to you, asking again, God, for you just to be our peace. For those worried about all kinds of things, God, we just lift them up to you this morning. For those who feel lonely and isolated right now, God, we lift them up to you. For the uncertainty that lies in the days ahead, for the businesses and, and people who are uncertain about what is coming, what, what might come next, God, we just lift them all up to you. And we pray, God, that our prayer isn't just that you will be our peace, but God, that you will use us as people who are your peace in the world right now. We love you and we thank you for loving us. Amen. Good morning. I'm Erica Allen. I'm one of the pastors at Horizon Church. And I'm just so grateful that each of you are joining us in this way for worship this morning. Um, I can't tell you how many times over the last week I've said, I just want this to be over. I'm just ready to move to the next thing. And this week, the story that I had spent time with, the story of Jesus healing a woman, a story that I'd spent time with a long time before we moved into this week, before we'd heard the words social distancing or quarantine or coronavirus, before we knew schools were going to be shut down for weeks, before we understood like the, the depth of uncertainty we would be entering into this week. Before we got there, I spent some time in this story where in the midst of, of being in the midst of an anxious crowd, Jesus has the opportunity to move to the next thing. He has the opportunity to go to the next thing, and it's a good next thing. And instead what he does is he takes a moment to stop in the middle of the anxiousness, and he offers healing. And I think that's something that we all need to hear this morning. We just need to look at this story of what Jesus did. So Jesus has been healing. He's been doing all these awesome things for a long time. And this huge crowd of people is following him everywhere he goes. He has this huge following. And he comes back into town and there are all these people all around him. The crowd is like literally about to crush him. And, and Jesus is like, he gets off a boat, he's ready to you know go on to the next thing. And as he's going, as this crowd is like crushing around, he hears this man say, this man named Jairus, he says, hey, my daughter is 12 years old and she is dying and I need you to come and heal her. And Jesus is like, I'm, I'm on my way. The people, the crowd are moving towards that. And I want you to hear what Jesus does, even in the midst of moving on to help somebody who's anxious and scared about their only daughter. Listen to this. Now, when Jesus returned, a crowd welcomed him for they were all expecting him. And then a man named Jairus, a synagogue leader, came and he fell at the feet of Jesus. This is from Luke chapter 8, verses 40 through 48, if you're following along with me in the Bible. And, and Jairus fell at the feet of Jesus and he was pleading with him to come to his house because his only daughter, a girl of about 12, was dying. As Jesus 
was on his way, the crowds almost crushed him. And a woman was there who'd been subject to bleeding for 12 years, but no one could heal her. She came up behind him, and she touched the edge of his cloak, and immediately her bleeding stopped. Who touched me? Jesus asked. And when they all denied it, Peter said, Master, the people are crowding and pressing against you. But Jesus said, Someone touched me. Someone touched me. I know that power has gone from me. And then the woman, seeing that she could not go unnoticed, came trembling and she fell at his feet. And in the presence of all the people, she told him why she touched him and how she had been instantly healed. And then he said to her, Daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace. The crowd is rushing to the next thing. They're nervous and excited and anxious about what it is Jesus might do in the next thing. And on the way to the next thing, God, Jesus stops and he sees a woman who's suffered for 12 long years from something that's making her bleed. And trembling and shaking, she reaches out and she reaches for the hem of his coat because she wants, she desperately wants to be healed. And Jesus stops where he is. He doesn't just heal her physically. Jesus stops and he notices her. This story this week has just reminded me that this week what we can do is we can experience some physical healing. Some of us are going to need some moments to rest a little extra this week. We're going we're to have moments where we can work on our immunity or all kinds of other things. But, but this is what I realized this week is that for 12 years she had needed healing and Jesus noticed her and saw her and something more than her bleeding stopped in that moment. She was noticed. She was seen. And Jesus, noticing and seeing her, heals her of something much bigger than just the physical thing that she had been dealing with for 12 years. Can you imagine going to every doctor, every holistic approach, doing everything you can ever imagine to do to, to heal this disease you've experienced for 12 years? And Jesus, just touching the hem of his coat heals you, but that's not where it stops. Because dealing with that trauma for 12 years means you're, you're carrying shame with you. And Jesus says, I want to take a moment to undo that shame too. I want, you to, I want you to be seen. I want you to be noticed. See, Jesus doesn't give the woman an opportunity to just move on to the next thing, to just go on with them, healed from the physical issue. Jesus says, you can go to this, this next thing with more healing and less shame. What does it look like this week for you to let Jesus see some things that you've not let people see in a long time? What does it mean this week for you to spend some time letting Jesus see you and carrying less shame to the next thing, the next good thing God might have for all of us, and to carry more healing with you? What does it look like this week for you to embrace less shame, less shame for the next thing and more healing for the next thing?
The second character in this story that I pay attention to is Jesus, right? Like he's headed to heal Jairus' daughter. Spoiler alert, she's healed. Um, after he heals the woman, he goes to the house and he heals Jairus' daughter. So he can just go and, and do that healing. He doesn't even have to recognize that he healed the woman who was bleeding. But what does he do in the moment when he can move on to the next thing? He stops and he notices and he sees her. See, Jesus could have rushed to the next thing, the next really good and awesome thing, but he doesn't. He sits still and he's powerful and he lets God work in the moment. This week, you are going to have the opportunity to let God work in powerful ways instead of worrying about rushing to the next thing. Be like Jesus. What does it look like to find God's power in the midst of what you are doing and dealing with and experiencing right now? What does it look like to say, God, what healing might be available for me, for my family, for the people I love, for the people around me? What might you be trying to do right now instead of me worrying about the next thing? What does it look like? What does it look like this week for you to be like Jesus and have more presence in the right now and less rushing to the next thing? Could less rushing mean more presence and healing in your life this week? And the last character that I noticed is Peter. When Jesus says, who touched me? Someone touched me. My power has left from me. Something has happened. As the crowd is rushing on to the next thing, Peter's like, uh, Jesus, there's a million people around you. Who knows, like, who knows who touched you? It was not a coronavirus safe situation. People were like crowding around and pressing on. We have no idea who touched you, who sneezed on you, who coughed you. We have no idea, Jesus. This is crazy. And Jesus says, no, someone touched me. I'm going to be present in this moment. Peter, let's find out who it was. And when Jesus stops, when he has that conversation with Peter, he gives the woman an opportunity to be noticed, to be recognized, to be seen. What does it look like this week? For you not to just be clinging to the next thing. Peter was super excited. He knew that Jesus was headed to heal Jairus' daughter. He knew that. He'd been hanging out with Jesus for months. He knew what Jesus was about, was about to do. And he says in that moment, right, Let's just get to the next thing. Let's just get to the next thing. Let's see what you can do next, Jesus. And Jesus invites him to do something else. He says, instead of clinging to the next thing, Peter, instead of clinging so tightly to that, why don't you cling to actually following me? Maybe, maybe, Peter, you will be like me and you'll see the people that it's easier to rush past and get past and get through. This week, there are going to be opportunities and times for us to stop clinging to the next thing, our next thing, worrying about our next paycheck, our next job, our next thing. There's going to be a chance for us to stop clinging so tightly to that. There's going to be an opportunity for us to cling tightly to what it is God has called us to do as the people who follow Jesus, people who shine light and ignite change. There are going to be opportunities for us in the days ahead to make sure that kids who aren't in school right now have the meals they need. There are going to be opportunities in the days ahead to make sure businesses that are suffering right now get the kind of money they need to keep going. There's going to be moments when our kids are anxious or worried, and we have the moment to be present with them and teach them about the power of a God who offers us something different in this moment than anxiety and fear. There's going to be a moment where we can look right past all of that and keep going. But can we hear the words that Jesus said to Peter? Who is it that's touching me and reaching out to me? Ask yourself that question today. 
Who is it that's reaching out to Jesus? And how might Jesus want to use us to be still in the next few days that we may be people who are better prepared to shine light and ignite change? A couple weeks ago, Jennifer Jacobs, the, the executive director of Close to Kids, an organization that we partner with at, um, at Horizon, came to our church and she talked about how at, at Close to Kids, we, they provide clothes for families who are in crisis or foster kids, um, kids who need financial help. She, they make sure they have socks and underwear and shoes and new clothes. And she's, she's telling this story, and it's during the offering, and we've got like three minutes to go. She was doing a great job. It was awesome what she was saying. And I'm, I'm sitting there, and I'm watching it. I'm watching, I'm watching my clock, but I'm trying to listen to her. And, and she tells this story in the middle of t telling about her organization. And she said that, and I've been in close to kids. I, you walk in there, it smells like Target. It doesn't smell like a thrift store. It smells good and clean and fresh. And, and she's talking about how this mom and her kid are shopping for her to have enough clothes to go to school for a week in, in nice, clean, new clothes. And she's looking through the tags and she says that the little girl like picks out a shirt for her and she notices it has a tag on it. And she says to her mom, how much does this cost? And the mom says, it, it's free, we can take it, we can afford this shirt. And they put it in their basket and they, they go to check out. And as she's telling this story, I realize that we could be a part of a kid wearing a clean, fresh t-shirt to school, feeling confident and brave. And, and I, I'm like listening to this story and I'm thinking about the next thing, like how do we move to the next part of the worship service? And I look up to glance at Camille to, to get that like, what, what's next? What are we going to do next in the worship service? And I looked and I watched a tear slide down her cheek. And this is what I realized Camille gets to see every week. A Jesus who is healing us in worship on his way to heal Tampa through us. That God has healing for us right now and she watches us sing it and pray it and want it and long for it and cling to it. She watches us do that from the stage every week. And she was watching knowing that God was going to use these people that God is healing every week to shine light and ignite change in the life of a little girl who needs a clean shirt to wear to school. This, folks, this is what it looks like to be a part of, of a journey of following Jesus where less is more, where we spend less time clinging to the next thing and more time being present right now, where we carry less shame with us to the next thing and we carry more healing with us Instead, this is what it looks like for us to spend less time rushing and fixing and worrying and more time paying attention to the power and the healing that Jesus is doing right now in the midst of us. What does it look like this week for you to do that? I want you to hear these words that Jesus said to her as they parted. Daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace. And this is what I learned this week, that maybe we translated that right, but what Jesus probably said is, is, daughter, your faith is healing you. Go in peace. What does it look like for us to hear that? Put your name there. Camille, Danielle, Chris, Erica, your faith is healing you. Go in peace. Because the Jesus who is healing people is going to heal you along the way and use you to be an agent of healing to shine light and ignite change.
in this world. Will you pray with me? God, we just thank you for being a God whose way is so big that your healing is for all of us. And for those of us who feel like we've gone 12 years or 10 years or 12 days or 10 months without being heard or noticed or seen, God, we just want to thank you that you notice us and you see us and you want to heal us. And God, most of all, we thank you that, that you do that work on your way to heal others and we want to be a part of the crowd that, that is part of your healing and your shining light and your igniting changes. You head off to continue your work of healing. Use us this week to shine light and ignite change even when it's easier to cling to the next thing or to rush to the next thing or to worry about the next thing. Use us as people who are present in the moment listening to and following you and aware of the power and the presence and the healing that you give to all of us. We love you. Thank you for loving us and healing us. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Horizon Church Podcast. If you are in the Tampa area, consider joining us one Sunday. You can also be a part of Shining Light and Igniting Change by financially supporting the ministries of Horizon Church at horizontampabay.com giving. Thank you again for joining us.